Welcome to Car Wash, the podcast, your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. So put it in neutral, feed off the brakes, and take your hands off the steering wheel, because here we go. Here is your guide on this journey, Car Wash Magazine Editor-in-Chief, Matt DeWolf. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Car Wash, the podcast. Uh, this is the podcast, friends, that makes you a better car washer and a slightly better human being. Uh, yeah, slightly, friends, because we like to uh, under-promise and over-deliver on this show. Um, we've got a fantastic episode for you today. We're doing what we like to call a behind-the-brand. And so what the heck is behind the brand? Behind the brand is when we have an opportunity to talk to a company whose name you might know, uh, but you might not have all the backstory. Uh, you might not know where they've been, where they are, or where they're going necessarily. And so we're going to have that conversation today with two of the folks from Everwash, uh, a name that you all probably know. Uh, and so joining me on the episode right now, we've got Scott Pashley and Scott Kaplan. Guys, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for, having for having us. us. So. Let's just start with like this happy washing concept. Can you just tell me like, okay, so Everwash, happy washing. I saw you all did the rebrand. Uh, gosh, I don't know how long ago that's been now, um, but it looks great. Just let's start with like, why happy washing? Yeah. So when we uh, brought in consultants and a firm to redo and modernize our brand a little bit, they talked to dozens of people in the industry, partners, uh, dozens of washes that had us, washes that didn't partner with us, and and essentially all of our employees. And what they came back with was we're known for three things. We're the most fun company in the industry, according to them. We're the guys sponsoring every happy hour, and um, we are we're we're leading the we're sort of on the bleeding edge of innovation. So fun, innovative, and the third was Philly. Um, Maybe it's the attitude. I don't know. But uh, we're known as, you know, because we're here in Philly where headquarters are. So um, they came back and said, look, you guys need to have more of a techie look because you're a technology company. And then and then you're you're happy and you're fun. And that's what you're known as. So they changed our logo from a car to that car with the smile. Yeah. And it sort of went hand in hand with the idea of people are happy when they have a clean car. We're happy people bringing fun to the industry. So happy washing, I think, was a natural tagline that, that came out of their research. Awesome. Awesome. That's, yeah. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad I got that backstory because I saw it come out and I, was, I thought it looked super great, but I had no idea why you did that. So <laughs> here we are. Uh, I want to I back up though. Okay. So let's start um, let's start back in the beginning, they like to say. Uh, tell me what in the heck convinced you all to get into this industry? Where did, and, that, where did it all come from? <laughs> yeah, so it's a, it's a lot of history here. You know, Scott, Pashley, and I have been in the fitness industry for most of our lives, it feels like. Um, we've been selling memberships. Um, I've been selling memberships for close to 30 years now. Uh, and we were in the gym business. We both own fitness centers in the Philadelphia, New Jersey area. And at one time we were competitors. Oh, nice. My co-founder, John Cassidy was also in the gym business. 
And he had started a company called Global Fit, which was Philadelphia based. And what they were doing was essentially putting a network of fitness centers together and then selling memberships through large employer groups as an employee benefit. Yep. So I was the biggest customer of Global Fits in the Philadelphia market because I had the most locations. And then Global Fit went nationwide, ended up becoming the largest network of gyms in the business with 9,000 locations. Wow. So fast forward to 2012, I exited my fitness business. I still have a few gyms in New Jersey that I'm still involved in. And I said, you know what? What am I going to do now with my life? I started looking at the car wash space because I always used to get my car washed and really enjoyed, you know, having a clean car and started understanding the business, looking for, for real estate and really always thought that a membership, the members membership model would work even earlier than that, but I just never had the time to really focus on it. Yeah. I always went to the car wash. They never knew my name. There was no customer relationship. I paid, I left. It was just seemed like a weird transaction. Certainly from us coming from the gym business where we started that way, we were all paid in full yeah. and we ripped the bandaid off in like the early nineties and started selling memberships where we were billing somebody. It started with checking accounts. We were doing electronic funds transfer from checking accounts and it really trans transformed our business completely because we started, we were starting at zero every day. We were, rich in January when everybody had their New Year's resolutions and we were poor in July. So it was this roller coaster of cash flow. And once we figured out that, hey, you know what, if we could sell memberships and just charge somebody $35 a month, we're going to sign up a lot more people and we're going to keep, we're going to improve our lifetime value of these people. Mm -hmm. and, and it really changed the industry similar to what's going on in the car wash space today. The hardest thing in the gym business similar to the car wash space it was also very fragmented. It was hard to scale a national chain. There have been some that have done it, but nobody's really gotten, you know, nobody's really gotten there with company, company owned stores in the, in the gym business. It's mostly franchises that have gotten there. So I was looking at the car wash space and said, you know, what can I do that brings all of our background into this space? Once we figured out the numbers and saw that the average customer just doesn't work that much. And that weather is a huge part of this business. You, you know, obviously, you know, these numbers, you lose what 85 days a year to weather in the industry. Um, it just seemed like such a natural play for membership. Uh, our hardest thing when we started was just convincing a car wash owner that selling a membership actually made them more money. Most wash owners knew I, my car wash does X amount of washes a year and I knew what my revenue was, but they, really fought the unlimited membership model because they thought that somebody's going to beat them. Somebody's going to come every day. This customer is going to come 20 times and, and they're worth so much more as a paper service. They just didn't understand what the average customer was worth. So once we had the information, it was really great, easy to start selling, selling car wash owners on the fact that they have to change their, their business model. And this is a much better way to go. And then that took us years. And by the way, we're still, we still have those conversations with car wash owners to say, you got it. If you need to sell memberships, this is the only way to go. Um, and we still have to convince wash owners, even today with what's going on in the industry, that membership makes them more money. Um, that's, you know, that's yeah. essentially it. Like they care about ticket, average ticket value, right. not lifetime value. And it, it's, uh, 
sort of an interesting battle to have. Well, and I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things, right? It's like, it's the devil, you know, right? It, look, weather might be variable for me, <clears throat> but I know that I'm going to do X amount of dollars based on my wash volume in any given year. And I'm, I'm okay with that. But I think, I think what you start to see is that anybody, anybody who makes that shift, <laughs> they probably added 10 years to the end of their life. I mean, honestly, like the stress and just the, um, the ability to just be a little bit more laid back <laughs> in your everyday workday is huge. It's huge. Um, yeah. And it's, it's hard to change. I mean, we yeah. get it. I mean, we, we come from, we had to change dramatically in the gym business and to re really, really come to work and have a different mindset and say, you know, I'm going to sell memberships today instead of, you know, sell upsells to, for tire shine or something else. It's just a different way of thinking about it. So you just have to really change your thought process and, Again, even today, you know, you have a lot of washes out there that haven't really gone all in on it. They're like, they're sort of in, they know they need to do it, but they're not really doing it correctly. Yeah. So it's, uh, we see that all day long and that's where we, we come in and really, we can really help them. Yeah. It was so much harder in the gym industry because we went full bore, right? Like you, the, there was no more cash, right? So imagine what that 18 months was like when, People walk in, they put $400 on your desk for the year and you say, nope, give me 30, give me a credit card. It's going to be $35 a month and your cash flow is gone. Well, I think what's, I think what's also interesting is like, as much as we want to feel like the industry is, um, like you're saying, fully membership based, it's, it's not really. And then there's lots of people in different phases of that transition. Um, and I think it's like, it's not an easy thing to, to figure out. Right. And there's lots of variables in the car wash environment, um, that just, I mean, you just, you got to overcome them. Things like, you know, we talk a lot about, well, make sure you're, um, you're manning your stations. Okay. Yeah, that's great. That's important. Um, we'll make sure that you uh, have a really well-trained, um, sales proposition for that thing. Make sure everybody's kind of on the same script. Yeah, that's, that's important too. But I think what we often miss in this space is that it often depends on what you've done along that person's journey leading up to their, their time to hit your wash, what that experience is like at your wash in total, and then what you do after the fact uh, to, to follow up with them and the, remind them about the great experience they had so that it, it really starts to turn into a longer um, kind of sales nurturing uh, approach uh, instead of this transactional thing, Scott, that you were talking about where it's like, yeah, I threw car wash on the side of my building. People come and they're going to swipe a card maybe, or they're going to hand me a cash and go through and get out of, get out of here. That's it. People want more. And I think the membership side of it is just going to make that escalate even more in terms of like, Hey, I'm a member of this thing. You better do a good job and you better talk to me. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I think overall it's really, you know, improving the business. I mean, I, I think in general there you've got, you know, uh, making the business a much better experience. You know, obviously there's the washes that are, that are coming out now are much, you know, much nicer. There there's, there's an experience to come through the level of training for the staff is, is in, in improving. And, and I think the industry as a whole is elevated mm -hmm. similar to what happened to us in the gym business. Once we started making more money, we could afford to hot pay people more money. And we, we hired a better workforce. And I think what you're seeing is the same thing in the car wash space right now. And you actually have, you know, people that are really seeing a, a big career that they can really grow into. Yeah. So, okay. So I, I, I catapulted us a little bit into, um, you know, I started off this episode saying, where have you been? And then I threw us right into where are you now? 
let's just let's take a quick step back for everybody listening because um if you if you just listen to what we just said it sounds like you guys said hey we should do memberships and then you exploded but it wasn't it wasn't quite that easy like you had to have all these tough conversations um talk to me about so 2013 the idea kind of comes in place 2016 that app launches in philly uh, and then by 2019 you're at 200 plus uh kind of using your service maybe talk about how how you got from uh the, the app launching in 16 to the 200 plus and then maybe give us an update on kind of like where we're at today sure so uh i had a, a friend in uh, philadelphia that was in the uh, car wash space and you know he agreed to let us test the, our app out and, and really what we were doing at his washes to so really learn a lot there and once we figured out that you know we could really sell memberships on site we scaled up in the philly new jersey market and we were really originally going to focus just regionally and say, "Hey, we're going to we're going to build out Philadelphia, New Jersey," but then we started getting phone calls and, and hearing from people in other parts of the country, and we decided, you know what, if they want to, if they're willing, they want to work with us, we should do it. So we the the first wash we put on that wasn't locally was in Seattle, Seattle, Washington. <laughs> somebody called us the furthest place possible. So we had all these washes in Philadelphia, New Jersey, and somebody called us from Seattle and said, "I want to I want to be part of this." How do I get involved? So once we figured out, like, we can really do this and really go nationwide, we decided just to go, just to do it, and we'd go anywhere. So we grew very quickly, uh, went from 200. We're currently at about 800 locations and putting on about 30 new locations a month. And again, we're trying to increase that capacity to put on over 100 a month. And essentially, and I'll, I'll let Scott talk about this also, but originally what we were doing and really still doing is we are the membership arm of a lot of the washes that we work with. So if you come to us, you'll, we'll partner with you. We'll, 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 we'll help you with your signage. We'll train your staff. We're going to you know, come out and spend time with you. We're going to help you with marketing. We're going to run all your back office, call center support, billing, build your website. We really do it all. We're a turnkey solution for, mem- for membership at these car washes. Originally, it was guys that didn't have membership at all. So we'd launch your membership, start show you exactly what to do. But ultimately, what came, came out of this is we started taking over memberships. A lot of the car washes that we work with, about 50% of them, they tried membership on their own, and they either plateaued or didn't want to run the membership anymore and really just wanted help. A lot of these operators, they just don't have the time to focus on everything. It's hard enough just to run the wash every day. To maximize the membership takes a whole other playbook. You really have to be diligent about it. So we come in, bring our work resources, and really help them get there. And again, we're only we're all commission based, so we only win if the wash owner wins. So we can help you increase your revenue. That is how we win as a company. So we are aligned, where a lot of other businesses in this industry are really just selling the car wash owner something and saying good luck. We are the complete opposite. We are working with them every day to make sure this is successful. And then we all, what we're also doing is if you have a membership program and you're successful on your own, you can also just layer us on top of what your current system is. And we can send you members from our channel partner relationship. So, again, we are the largest network of washes in the country. That gives us the opportunity to make a lot of big deals with a lot of the big companies out there that we can drive a lot of traffic to our wash partners. Yeah, we sort of look at it, Matt, like 
you might be a successful regional restaurant, mm-hmm. um, but you're not going to turn away Grubhub business, right? So the person has Grubhub or Uber Eats, they know they like your pizza place or your Greek restaurant or your Mexican restaurant, but they're still opening up Grubhub looking and saying, well, what am I going to do tonight? And, and they pick that and go. And um, that Mexican restaurant, that Greek restaurant, they're not turning away that business. And we want to be the same thing for the car wash industry. So you might have 200 car washes and you're doing great, but you don't have a national footprint to do T-Mobile Tuesday like we're doing, adding tens of thousands of members in a, a day or two, or partnering with Sirius Satellite Radio where we're giving away four months of Sirius with every membership or as a retention tool. So because we're nationwide, we have the ability to make these large level partnerships and I hate to keep hearkening back to the gym industry, but one of the things that we did at Global Fit, because after I sold my gyms, I joined that team, um, worked there for seven years. We, we made deals with Aetna where, where we were able to walk into gyms and say, you've got 7,412 people living or working within five miles who have Aetna. We're going to, if you join the platform, we're going to reach out to, to them and let them know they can join at a discount. And so it's essentially the same thing. We're building these large national partnerships and focusing on being the first company in this industry to drive people onto car wash lots, right? It's a, let, let us just layer on top of your membership program and be complimentary. And that, that was a shift that we knew that we had to make. Like people recognize Everwash as, okay, I can either have Everwash or I can have my own membership program. And Scott and I were thinking, we, we, you know, we're at that point where we can make these big partnerships. It's time to begin to pivot and change that perception of us from I can have my own program or I can have Everwatch, but I can't have both. Make these big national partnerships and really work toward becoming the first consumer brand in this industry. And when did that, when did that shift kind of take place? Because I, I, I will fully admit that in my brain, it was always ever it, you, it was Everwash or not Everwash and. That's right. That's right, Matt. It's fairly recent, so we made this decision to do this maybe maybe a year ago, but it took some time to really work out in our minds and 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 technology wise and and bring uh, a really good marketing team. And we just last month hired a VP of marketing who comes from a really large company who's doing a, you know, like an amazing job. So. So while we made this decision a year ago, getting the flywheel going hasn't necessarily been very easy. And, and that's because we're moving so fast as a company. And, and the recent funding has really helped us to bring a lot more people in. So, so it's not me and Scott coming up with ideas and burdening the rest of a small team with how to make it work. Um, we're now burdening a larger team with how to make it work. <laughs> right, well, so <laughs> Heather Scott, said a word that I, that I want to key in on. Um, and it was resources, right? I, I really like this idea, uh, of what you all are doing in terms of being, uh, an organization's membership resource, because from my perspective, right? I, like when I, I think about things a lot of times w- with a marketing slant, well, when you're marketing your wash, you have the same kind of problems as when you're trying to, um, manage your membership program, because you don't have enough resource on the marketing side ever to be able to actually do all the things. And 
it's it's not unlike what you do on the membership side. You generally are not going to have all the resource that you need to really optimize what you're doing and and really um, make sure that you are driving traffic to your to your location, that you are converting it in an optimal way, that you're following up the way that you need to, that you're retaining people, that you're winning back the way you should. I mean, it goes on and on, right? Like these are these are hard things to do, and they require dedicated resources. All of that said, can you give me a couple of tips of things that like are easy wins for people when, when you guys go in and you're like, Hey, we're going to help with the membership program. What are like the, the top two or three or four things that, that you look at? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's fairly, it's pretty easy actually. I mean, I think first thing is pricing, you know, uh, is, is it priced correctly on the package? Mm -hmm. Uh, you see a lot of pricing out of whack um, with me with membership where somebody's selling something for a much, you know, a multiple that's just not going to sell. You're going to get maybe your best washers, but you're not going to, you know, what we're really trying to do in the membership game is, is get people to change their behavior. So they, they're not going to change their behavior if you make it, you know, too expensive for them to see that there's a real value here. So you have to price it correctly. The second thing is, you know, you really need to think about who's selling it on site. You're, you're, you're the employee that has been there for 20 years, that's load, loads cars and has been great, pro might not be your best person to actually sell memberships. You need to really have somebody focused on selling memberships full time. That person's got to be talking to every customer, every car that comes through, every car, every time. If you're not doing that, you're leaving, you know, obviously you're not going to have a successful membership program similar to a gym business. Mm -hmm. In the gym business, we have full-time salespeople. That's all they do is sell memberships. We have full-time people that sell personal training. You need full-time people to make this work. And they're con they're just simply, they're not loading cars. They're selling memberships. Yeah. The other thing that's really important is training them correctly and tracking conversion. How many cars do we, how many cars did we see today? What was our conversion? If you're not converting, and again, at a mature site, if you're not converting it over 10% a day, you're not running a successful membership. A new site can convert a much higher percentage than that. Yeah. But 10% is the magic number on a daily basis. If you can just do those three things correctly, you'll be in a much better position. Yeah, that, those are great tips. Those are great tips because it's stuff that it's like, it's relatively manageable, right? But I think it's like, again. There's a thousand other things that you can do. You, you know, obviously to keep to keep churn down. And, yeah. and do it. But if you can just get those th three things right, you'll be ahead of the game. Well, and I think the the one thing that the one thing that makes the most sense to me is like, look, <laughs> dedicate somebody to the thing. Like, if you want it to do well, dedicate somebody to that who can own it. Like, I'm the membership person. Heck yeah, I'm going to make this thing this thing sing. Why would I not? It's mine. So I think that's that's super important. Um, let's come back to. Gosh, you guys are rich, full of stuff I want to talk about today. Let's come back to uh, the partnership stuff because I think that's really cool, and that's something that people probably don't know about you all. With um, talk to me about T-Mobile Tuesdays uh, and, and what that is, because you said fifty thousand members, and I'm like, woo! <laughs> yeah, T-Mobile Tuesdays is is really cool. So 
there's millions of T-Mobile and Sprint users who have opted in to every Tuesday receive offers from brands like Dunkin' Donuts and national brands and now us, right? So they receive a $5 first month, a free first month, something like that. We just this week ran a promo where it was a $5 first month at any of our car wash partners and we're giving away $20,000 in cash to one lucky T-Mobile subscriber. So we sort of stumbled upon this and, and it's just an ideal fit. We're reaching millions of people, collecting their data, hoping that they join a membership and they are in, in, in droves, right? So we're getting tens of thousands of members through this one single promotion and, and then using that, that, same concept to you know to move on to other providers whether it's Sirius or major league soccer and and saying how can we leverage this national brand to drive people onto our partners lots well other than hearing that i should switch to t-mobile quickly um <laughs> <laughs> i think what i what i'm hearing there is that um you all are you all are approaching this thing differently right this this concept of being a uh, national consumer brand it's not like we've thought about this thing in the past. Can you just kind of share your thinking on on how you all are approaching that? Yeah, I mean, I think you said it earlier. I mean, you know, um, again, you know, kudos to Mister. You know, I think they've they've helped the industry. Obviously, being a public company is, is put a lot of eyes on the on the business, and we all know the amount of investment that is going into the space right now. Um, but they, it's hard to scale this business. How do you get to the thousands of locations to really make the consumer play work? That you know, we're really the only group in the industry right now that's putting together a national network of car washes. And to make this work the way it needs to work, we need to get into the thousands to, you know, because yeah. T-Mobile says, hey, we need coverage here. We need, you know, so for us to be successful, we're gonna get to five thousand locations. That's the number where we have coverage, where we're five minutes from every American driver. Um, and that's what we need to, to get the most out of what we're doing here. And nobody can do that if you're building car washes. So, okay. So tell me more. I want to know. <clears throat> okay. So yeah, great. I am a customer. I'm going to, this is going to be a challenge for you guys. So we'll see how this goes. I'm a customer. Uh, I download the Everwash app. Why am I opening it? So, uh, so that's that's an interesting question, right? So uh, you're either joining on site, right? So you drive on. Scott alluded to this earlier, but we fly on site and train your staff on how how to sell the membership, getting that pitch right, getting them excited about the idea and the benefits of membership, or you're receiving this through. T-Mobile or Capital One or any of our other partners, right? So you you want your car washed and you need to download the app before your first first visit, right? So getting them to download the app um, or use the car wash for the first time isn't necessarily the biggest challenge. We look at a member life cycle, we call it, right? There is, we've talked a lot about the member acquisition part mm -hmm. already and, and how we're driving people on to, to loss, but we've made a massive investment in a communication platform that's unparalleled in this industry or really most industries. It's, it's what HBO Max and, 
Disney use, right? So um, it, here's a good example. If, if you're a new member and you're on day 23 and you've only used the car wash twice, and we know the magic number is three um, based off of all the, the, the industry data and, and the data we have on you know, a million or so people. So um, you're going to get a message that says, hey, this is, this is your Honda Pilot. I need a bath, right? So trying to instigate that, that, that third visit, knowing we've got one week to, to do it. So, and then AB testing, is that the right message? Or is it, hey, this is your Honda Pilot. I need a bath. Wash once more before April 1st and get 50% off your third month. Things like that, right? So trying to instigate that behavior and get you over that hurdle. Now, once you're over that that hurdle, we have an AI that knows, Matt, that that you know that you like uh, push notifications. Scott likes in-app, and I like text. You open things after work because you're diligent. I like shiny objects and open everything immediately, and I'm easily distracted, right? So. Now we're communicating to you in the right medium and at the right time. And then we're also communicating to you in context, right? You use your phone to activate that IVA or somebody scans you at a man location. We have real-time intel. We know that you're sitting inside of a car wash. Yeah. Is that the right time to ask for a five-star review of that car wash or ask you to refer members? So, so the power that we have to, to get people to adopt the right kind of behavior to increased lifetime value is great. And, and then beyond that, like 15% of our members come from vehicle add-ons, which is from everything we can understand, three times the industry average. Wow. And, 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 and nearly 10% of our members come from member referrals. So we, we are really big on, on multiplying members and then building your ecosystem by getting referrals and things like that. So leveraging the power of the app to multiply members in a way that is mu- it's so difficult for a car wash operator to do those two things. The, does on-site signage work as well as an app? No, because it's right in their hands. Right. Are you able to communicate to somebody inside of a car wash to drive them into your C-store by saying, happy Wednesday, come in for a free coffee? Um, those kind of things. So we want to we want to take one member and make them four members. And then we want to take those four members and drive them to whatever other profit centers you might have. That's how we look at total membership lifecycle. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty hard to message the person in the car uh, when they're, you know, awash in triple foam. So <laughs> the, the, the phone, it. yeah. You can, I mean, you, you, could do, you could do the projector thing, but that's like, sure. you can't get much on there. But then that thing in their hand that everybody's always looking at, that keeps them from putting the thing in neutral. <laughs> That's a good it is a wonderfully <laughs> captive audience to message. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, a big key of what you're just talking about here is data, right? Data collection, uh, figuring out the right way to use it, and, and um, frankly, like connecting a bunch of different lakes of data in ways that make sense. So, you all um, took some pretty big steps to do that right. Talk about what you all are doing with OmniX and and that. Um, partnership or acquisition? Yeah, so we, um, we've been working with OmniX for a few years and we were their biggest customer. And really what we were looking for when we were looking for a solution is we, we work with a lot of unmanned locations and the unmanned owner was always concerned about how do I know that this car 
or is the that has the membership that they signed up with because you know obviously they're using the phone and the truth was we didn't know we didn't know we knew they were only allowed to wash once a day but we couldn't validate the cars coming in we needed an inexpensive way to do it now you know lpr just didn't make sense for us it's expensive and not every owner was going to put it in so we found this technology that you guys created and we said this is perfect we can from existing security cameras, get all this information as long as the cameras are placed in the right spot. And every car wash has cameras. Yeah. Most of them already have cameras. So we're using something that already exists and retooling it and saying, now we can validate not just license plates, but we get make, model, color, and license plate. Mm. So it's full vehicle. Now we're validating cars that are coming in, which essentially was the first thing we went into it saying, all right, we're going to take care of any fraud, Yeah, which quite honestly is not an issue, but the car wash owner thinks it's an issue. So it's an issue for us on the sales side. So we have to solve that conversation. Yeah, there's We've got that solved, done. So that's now let's talk about what else we can do with this information. Now we can track these vehicles, say, hey, you know what? We've seen this car before, or this is a first time visitor. So now we get all this data about have we seen these customers before? How efficient is the wash? Now we're tracking conversion because we were pretty, we were blind at these washes. We knew how many memberships were sold, but we didn't know what the conversion was. So we would have to call the wash owners every month and get that information to now say, how well are they doing? Did they convert at a high enough percentage? Because I could have sold 30 memberships today, but how many cars did we wash? Is that a good number? So with OmniX, now we have the insight to say, is this wash doing well? Is it performing correctly? Is this shift performing correctly? How are they doing compared to their peers? And we now we're tracking efficiency. So we give our wash owners all this information where they can say, are we doing well? Is this loader loading faster than loader that works in the afternoon? Is this attendant closing high, at a higher percentage than somebody else? So it just gives us the information where we can help our wash partners do a better job. You know, we're also doing some cool things, Matt, like Scott mentioned. You pull on the lot, we can tell, right, you know, like if you're priced right, it means that you're at or, let's say, below the cost of two washes for a monthly membership. We can send an alert, hey, script A, and we'll have gone on site and trained them that script A means this is a person who's washed twice or more in the last 30 days, meaning this wash would be free if they had membership. That's a much different pitch, as is... Script B, this person is on a promo. Maybe you, have, you did some kind of mailer and offered them a free month or a free two weeks. And you can say, how are you enjoying it? You want to become a member today, right? Things like that. It changes the, the, the success rate of the pitch, but also, also it changes pitch fatigue, yeah. right? If you're pitching the same thing, and like Scott said, even if you're really good, that means 85% of people are giving you a no, right? So if we can increase that or or know that, hey, this person is never going to join, just don't even bother, right? So so having that kind of sales intel and having operational intelligence and, and doing those two things based off of apparatus that you already have at your car wash is, is a game changer for us. That's so I like, there's so much good in that. Like, honestly, when, so think, think about what that does. Folks who are listening to this or watching this, think about what that does 
for your customer mentality. Okay. So yeah, this makes our conversion rates better. It, it enables our staff to perform better, but from a customer perspective, think about how they feel um, when they're not getting the same thing over and over again, when they're not, it's not like, Oh God, here it comes. I'm going to get the, get the whole spiel, you know, Hey, how are you doing today? Would you like to, would you like to upgrade to ceramic? Blah, blah, blah. You know, they feel then like that can be their car wash. Like they're like, they're really like special and known there. And it's, I mean, it's funny because the latest ICA uh, consumer study data shows that uh, while we're, as an industry, we're doing better in terms of like customer experience. Like we're doing better than we were three years ago, but we're still at the point where only 20% or less of customers that come through our locations uh, feel special or like valuable. And so I think like things like this and being able to identify and leverage that data and alter that customer experience for them so that it makes it less friction for them and makes them feel special that's that's some secret sauce right there that's magic yeah it's pretty it's pretty cool i mean the other thing we can do with on the x and we're doing that is we can put smart screen in at the wash mm. essentially as you know a member or a non-member is coming in a plate that we've seen before we can message them message them as they're going through the tunnel to say hey matt you know uh thanks for coming in today and we without even talking to them it just can come up on the screen so it's there's a lot of really cool things that we can do by knowing uh, the cars that are coming in on, on site. Is there anything you guys are seeing? So I, I'm having this conversation and I'm geeking out a little bit because like I'm, I'm a techie kind of guy and I'm in marketing and I like this stuff. Like I like to see how I can, you know, um, <laughs> message people at the right time in the right place and, and maximize conversion. But for people who aren't like me and don't like that and maybe aren't interested in like getting these notifications, are you seeing anything that like, or are there any concerns around rubbing customers the wrong way? Like, or like, they're like, Oh God, can you stop messaging me? Yeah. I mean, I think you're always, you know, you're always balancing uh, how you message with people, but like everything, you know, you have settings in your phone. Yeah. If you don't want to be messaged, you can turn them off. Um, you know, that's their right. Um, and you know, we, we treat them, you know, obviously our customers and our wash partners are gold. So we're going to bend over backwards for them. If they don't want to do something or see something, we could we could turn those notifications off. Right. You know, we're going to message to you in the app based off of your consumer behavior. Yeah. If you're using the wash frequently, we're going to communicate more 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 frequently, and then we're going to use that in month four, month six, month eighteen, whatever it might be. Um, to understand, and, and, and we're just figuring this out. We built our data warehouse um, and just completed it. So we're just figuring this out. But um, what behavior indicates an at-risk member? Like when do you move from a safe member to an at-risk? And, and what we're discovering is it's not just usage, right? It is how frequently are you interacting with our communications and did something change? Did you used to click on 75% of our communications and now you're clicking on 25 and you're using it one time less each month. Okay. What do we need to, to do? Maybe we need to back off of the communication, but have really targeted valuable communication like, Hey, thank you for being a loyal member. Here's a free month or here's a free upgrade. Um, and you know, AV test interventions, when we see the behavior change that, that, that our 
uh, data tells us it is, it is a red flag that puts you in an at-risk category. I, lo I love that approach to looking at the data because so many times we're looking at the wrong data. You know, it's like you look at, like you're looking at conversion rates. Well, our conversion rates are good. Everything's great. I don't understand. But are you looking at what's not converting and why? Like, are you looking at that? That's yeah, where that, that's where gold is. Yeah. The other thing is, what's the, you know, what's the lifetime value? You yeah. Know, what is churn? What's your churn? You know, like what you know, how many people know what the average customer saves? Like, if you, if you spoke to a wash owner and they and you ask them how long does your does the average member stay, um, you know, do they know that that number all day long? Um, that's a, that's a crucial number, yeah. and every 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 percentage that you can cut down on churn is dramatic to your revenue. Yeah, I love that. I love that. All right, so that's the, that's the now. It's a little bit of the future. I want to know. I want to know where you all are going. Like, what's coming next? What are you What are you watching? What are you working on? What should we be expecting from Everwash? Yeah, we have a we have two really exciting things. Well, we have a bunch of exciting things, but we're sort of laser focused on two things right now that we see as as a giant part of our future. One is. Uh, is the fleet concept. But we're not looking at the fleet concept, I think, the way anybody else is. To us, fleet encompasses not just what you think of in a traditional fleet. And we're talking to all the giant fleet management companies. You know, So a traditional fleet is you're a drug rep and you have a sedan and, and you're in that, right? That's really valuable to us. And, and, and we see that as a big part of our future. But when we think fleets, Matt, we're also thinking two other categories. We're thinking retail fleet, right? So we've got a partnership with AAA now. What if we pushed our app through an API into their app and onto their website, and AAA is able to say, hey, you get 25% off of car washes nationwide. You wash your car, you, you know, the wash owner agrees to that discount, and AAA remarkets membership to them. So you know, you can continue doing single washes or you can have a membership or you can do both, right? So you live in Philadelphia, but you're driving to Boston and you want to get your car cleaned. You have your membership in Philadelphia, but somewhere in Connecticut, you want to get your car cleaned. You can look and get a single wash discount. And then the, the other way that we're looking at it is the gig economy. We're looking at pushing our network of washes into the Uber app, the Lyft app, the Grubhub app, hmm. so that right from inside of their app you're saying wash my car it's our network it's the everwash network of car washes popping up and the same concept you can do single washes you can do membership or you can do both so 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 the fleet is really high on our list and and the other thing that we're super excited about and 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 uh really close to having is the connected car mm. the idea that you're pulling on and and your car is the actual payment processor, right? You're you're not even you're choosing a wash package, but you're not you're not putting putting a credit card in. You're not putting cash in. It's just you you are pulling up, and your car is making a transaction for you. Careful, Scott. That's like the elimination of pay stations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well. We would need to interact with the pay station to turn it on, probably. So not yeah, yet. But. Yeah, but the, Matt, the truth is, and again, it's not. There's no hidden secret here. Yeah. Um, again, pay stations are great. They process cars, uh, but they don't sell memberships. And every good operator out there that has pay stations 
has somebody working those pay stations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, th I think it's, I think it's super cool. I think the, this concept of your car is your wallet. I mean, again, it's, it's easier for the customer. It's less friction. Now, granted, there's a whole host of other concerns from a consumer perspective in terms of, um, you know, making sure that all their data is protected and all that kind of thing. But that's all like, that's like stuff behind the scenes. We're not going to talk about that today. That's going to happen. I'm, we're going to trust that people are taking the right precautions and doing the things from a security perspective with their data. But I think it's super yeah, fascinating. Yeah, at the end of the, the end of the day, I mean, consumers, you know, they want it to be easy. And yeah. so one of, you know, OmniX helps us with that. So we can now, you know, I mean, imagine, and this is, this is ha going to happen very soon. You're going to be able to pull up to a, get, you know, to fill up your tank at a, at a gas pump and you will not have to pull out your credit card. Your car will be the, you know, just like easy pass, which was like a big deal. Yeah. It will just bill your card, car, just like a credit card. So that is happening quickly and it's going to be here before you know it. I can't wait. <laughs> I mean, I can't <laughs> wait, whatever. I mean, maybe not everybody can wait, but, um, well, I have taken a ton of your time, but you know, I think that you all are doing some pretty amazing things. Uh, and I'm super thankful that you spent, uh, the last, the last half hour or so with me, uh, chatting about all things Everwash. Yeah, we are happy. To, we have no problem talking yeah. about car washing and Everwash anytime you want. We could talk about this for hours. Yeah. Only I mean, one thing, Matt, it's membership. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we could spend like a, like a, one month seminar, eight hours a day on membership and, and still, still have more to talk about. So, uh, yeah, great stuff. Well, friends, if you're listening at home or watching this video, uh, there's only one place to get this content. That's, um, uh, anywhere you're consuming your podcast content. Uh, if you really want to make sure that you get it, um, right away, the best place for that is to download the car wash magazine app. Then you can get the video, you can get the audio, you can get all the stories, all the things all the time in that lovely device that we've been talking about that you always have in the palm of your hand and that nobody wants to look away from so that they will put the darn car in neutral friends uh, until next time there's only one thing you got to do out there and that is keep it clean car wash the podcast is your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts both in and out of the car wash industry our show helps investors, owners, operators, and managers think about ways to enhance their business. Our podcast is a free on-demand audio program that provides information on the latest trends impacting the industry, tips from successful industry leaders, and inspiration for our listeners.